Who was the woman at the well? And why is her story so important? Let's find out on today's episode of the Glowing Coals podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Glowing Coals. In last week's episode, we finished our study on John chapter 3. Today, we will begin John chapter 4 with Jesus' encounter with a woman at a well in Samaria. Let's begin reading in John chapter 4, verse 1 through 6. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself was not baptizing, but his disciples were, he left Judea and went away again into Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph, and Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, being wearied from his journey, was sitting thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. In our previous episode, we discussed how Jesus' disciples were baptizing more people than John the Baptist's disciples. But Jesus, knowing that the Pharisees were aware of this, decided to return to their home base in Galilee, but not before making what appears to be a planned stop in the town of Sychar in Samaria. But let's pause and first discuss the significance of Samaria. The first mention of this territory is in 1 Kings chapter 16, where King Omri, the ruler of the northern kingdom, built his capital. After the Assyrian captivity of the northern kingdom, the Assyrian king allowed the Jews to return to their land along with foreign people who intermarried with them. Many Samaritan Jews were a mixed race that had not only their own non-Jewish culture, but their own temple on Mount Gerizim, their own version of the Pentateuch, and their own historical narrative. There were other differences, but this was enough to cause most Jews from Judea to despise them. There was such hatred between them that at one time Roman soldiers had to be called to quell the fighting, putting many Jewish rebels to death by crucifixion. It was there that Jesus came to rest around noon at Jacob's well, hot and thirsty. Let's continue reading in verse 7 through 14. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Therefore the Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink, since I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. She said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? You are not greater than our father Jacob, are you, who gave us the well, and drank of it himself, and his sons, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him shall never thirst. But the water that I will give him will become in him a well of water springing up to eternal life. As I mentioned before, it appears that this was a planned stop. Jesus knew that it was culturally unacceptable 
to speak with a Samaritan, but to engage in a conversation with a woman was socially unacceptable as well. But knowing her spiritual condition and because of his love toward her, Jesus kept this divine appointment. So as the disciples were off buying food, Jesus asked the woman to give him a drink. She was surprised that Jesus even spoke to her, but he answers by offering her living water, speaking, as he often does, from a spiritual perspective. The woman, believing that the water from the well was special, seeing that it was built by Jacob, implied that only someone greater than Jacob could offer better water. Jesus answered that his water is better, therefore claiming that he also was greater than Jacob. Jesus further claimed that anyone who drank his water would never have to drink again, for the water inside us would turn into a spring that would well upward to eternal life. This spring within us fills the void that we can't seem to fill with relationships and material things. But not only does this living water satisfy us, it overflows such that we want to share it with others. Let's continue reading in verse 15 through 26. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water, so I will not be thirsty nor come all the way here to draw. He said to her, Go, call your husband and come here. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You have correctly said, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband. This you have said truly. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worship in this mountain, and you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming. He was called to Christ. When that one comes, he will declare all things to us. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. The woman understood that a stomach full of the water Jesus offered would miraculously satisfy her thirst so that she would never have to drink again, but missed the spiritual meaning regarding eternal life. Jesus then proceeds to open her eyes by demonstrating his omniscience when revealing that she had been married five times and the one she is now living with is not her husband, which would explain why she was alone at the well. Astonished that Jesus knew these things, the woman implied that Jesus must be a prophet, placing him now on an equal par with Jacob. And if a prophet, she then asks Jesus to reveal whether the Jews or the Samaritans were correct and where they should worship God. Jesus points out that the Jews had the correct interpretation of the Scriptures, and the Samaritans did not. For the Messiah that brings salvation must come from the line of David. Jesus then said that in the future, true worshipers would not worship God in a physical temple at all, 
but in spirit and in truth, because God is spirit. In other words, those who follow Jesus are God's temples, and that Jesus, being the truth, lives inside of us through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The woman acknowledged that she believed that one day the Messiah would come and explain everything. What Jesus was about to reveal next to the woman is remarkable. When speaking to the Jews, Jesus mostly spoke in parables, but he spoke to this Samaritan woman directly. Again, when speaking to the Jews, Jesus referred to himself as either the Son of God or the Son of Man. But he told this Samaritan woman plainly that he was the Messiah. Why? Tune in next week, God willing, when I will provide an answer and much more on the Glowing Coals podcast. If you want to know more about Jesus, then please like this episode, subscribe, and don't forget to click the bell for future notifications. Also, consider sharing this episode with others and leaving a comment. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you can help us reach more listeners by rating us and leaving a review. Thank you for listening. Godspeed.